Going Linux episode 345, apt and apt to get and aptitude, oh my. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Debian-based packages explained. Apt, apt-get, and aptitude. Hey, Bill. Hello, Larry. How are you today? I am doing well. This is our first recording on my new installation of Ubuntu Mate 18.04. So does that explain why we had issues this morning? (laughs) No, I think it's early morning, not enough coffee issues this morning. (laughs) It had nothing to do with Ubuntu Mate. It had nothing to do with Audacity or with really Discord. We had a couple of hiccups there, but that was, I think, our fault. And it had to do with the fact that somehow I switched inputs in the middle of the call. And (laughs) yeah, it was coming over my webcam instead of the microphone. And it was just ugly. So okay. we won't be doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just accept that as the uh, the yeah. excuse, yeah. Yeah, well, 1804 has been rock solid for me. Has and it? Yes, and it's taking advantage of the high DPI input on my uh, XPS 13 screens. So I'm pretty pleased with the way it's nice. been operating so far. Yeah, yeah, really. So, so you're enjoying it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is 1804 uh, an LTS? It is. Okay. Yeah, so um, I may be sticking with it for a while. I've said that before, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I may be. Maybe I'll probably try 1810 when it comes out because I got to stay. Of course you will. You Ubuntu Mate fanboy. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I, I am now. I really am. Okay. So... So who put this thing together for us? Uh, this it wasn't me. Is, no, it was Minion contributed, as we mentioned in our last episode. And that Minion is Ken Leba. He's our uh, uh, author Minion, I think is what I called him last time. Author Minion. Author Minion. He's also um, known as the Small Box Admin. You'll see oh. in, in our... Google chat community and Ken, thanks so much for putting this together. You did a fantastic job. Uh, Ken was worried that we wouldn't have enough content, but looking at the length of this, it looks just fine. And <laughs> uh, with by by the time you and I get you know uh, finished flapping our jaws at the beginning, I think <laughs> we'll have hey, a full length hey. episode here. <laughs> hey, that, that, I, I resemble that comment. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, but again, seriously, yeah. thanks, Ken. Thank you. We appreciate it, and uh, looks pretty good. Looks long enough. Looks longer than some of ours. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, let's get uh, let's get started here. And in Ken's email to us when he sent this 
summary to us. He said, on show number 342, Mohammed suggested an episode on apt, apt, get, aptitude, etc. You said you would talk to Bill about it, and I hope, being part of the Minions, I could support the show in some way. I started a script of sorts on the subject and am attaching what I have so far. Could probably finish it up in a day or two. I don't know how far ahead of you record a show. I like doing this and it improves on my skill set. Well, can the final result is fantastic and thanks so much. We'll um, take it from here and and start right in on the script that you put together. We'll try to sound not so much like we're reading it, but that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Debian-based packages. In Linux, there are methods of installing software from source code by compiling and installing or through software packages and package managers. There are newer forms of installing software, for example, using portable app installers like AppImage, Snap, and Flatpak. The two major Linux software packages types are Deb and RPM. And let me just give you a Debian and RPM, let me give the definition to, uh, the RPM is Red Hat Package Manager, and Debian, what is Debian? Uh, Debian something? I can't remember. Well, no, I think it just refers to Debian. I haven't heard it as a an abbreviation for anything. Yeah, yeah okay. So anyway, the Deb is for Debian-based, uh, like Ubuntu, uh, Debian, um, and even uh, Ubuntu Mate, and yep. then Red Hat Package Manager is uh, for like Red Hat and uh, what's what's another one? Oh, uh, oh Fedora. Fedora, yeah. And I think okay. uh, SUSE uses RPM as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, SUSE uses RPM. Uh, generally, the dev packages are used in Debian-based Linux distributions, while RPM packages are used in Red Hat Linux-based distributions. And to understand how package managers work, we may want to know what a package manager is. Deb packages are standard Unix AR or archive files that contain control information and the installation data for the software package we're going to install. AR is a Linux utility that creates, modifies, and extracts files from archives. The Deb software package also includes information on relationships with other packages, such as dependencies, conflicts with other packages, and suggested packages to be installed. Finally, the DEB package may include scripts for installation, removal, and upgrading the package. With distributions that use DEB package format, DPKG is one tool to install, remove, and provide information on DEB packages. DKPG is a low-level tool, and other high-level tools use DPKG to manage the software. The Advanced Packaging Tool, or APT, is a higher-level tool or a front-end to the DPKG tool. APT can fetch packages from remote locations like a distribution repository. APT can also perform dependency resolution so that additional packages that are required for your target package to operate are installed with your target package. 
While DPKG and APT, or apt, are command line tools, aptitude and synaptic are graphical front ends to APT. Aptitude is based on the NCURSUS library and runs in a terminal session. The keyboard is used to select and install software and implements a text mode interface similar to a graphical user interface or GUI. Aptitude can also be used in a command line interface similar to DPKG and apt. Synaptic is a GTK plus based GUI front end for apt. Like Aptitude, Synaptic can install, upgrade, and remove software packages on a DEB-based system. Another form of, of GUI or GUI software in installers are software managers that can be unique to a software distribution. Whether a distribution uses a unique software manager is dependent on the distribution itself. Hey Larry, quick question. Mm-hmm. Which one out of these tools on the Deb is is the one that you like the most, the front end? Yeah, so I actually, for things that are in the uh, Ubuntu Mate software boutique, I just install it from there because it's easier. Uh-huh. Uh, for the graphical user interface, I use the Synaptic package manager. Yeah. I was going to say semantic too. Yeah, exactly. And primarily because, A, I know how to use it, and B, (laughs) it gives me the flexibility of uh, the things that I want to do with it, which is searching for um, packages in a number of different ways, including searching for things that are installed, things that are not installed uh, by specific name, or in, in other ways doing multiple flexible searches, and then installing and locking a particular version of a package. Uh, you can do that and, and many more things from within um, Synaptic. And then the third route that I use is the um, the command line, and I use apt for that. So sudo apt install yeah. or sudo apt, whatever. And that uh, those, those are powerful. the things that I use. Yeah. In, in probably in the order of choice, I'd use the mm-hmm. software boutique first, then synaptic and then um, apt. Well, I shouldn't say that between apt and synaptic. It depends on the situation. So anyway, okay. uh, those are the three. You asked me for one. How about you? What do you uh, use? I would say synaptic, uh and uh, aptitude are my two that I like to use. Mm. No, I don't really like using the software managers. Uh, there's nothing wrong with them. I just prefer mm-hmm. doing it the uh, using Synaptic. Uh, I just don't know. It's just my quirk. I, I kind of like to see what it's going to do and you know what's the dependencies. But that's just me. I mean, software managers uh, really make it. Uh, convenient for someone that has no clue, you know, because even though it's super simple to use, it does have a little bit of a learning curve. And, yeah. uh, you know, I like apt when I just need to, if I know the name of the the uh, package I want to uh, install, uh, sometimes right from the command line is even faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, just depends on, uh, you know, the, the situation. But I have to say I like the deb more than I like the Red Hat. Um, mm-hmm. that's just me, but I've used a lot of dev distributions anyway, but it is so far above, uh, how you would install software on a windows system. It's, I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. oh, 
just it's almost uh idiot proof and that's saying something for me because if it i can break it i will so <laughs> yeah. it just it, I really, uh, I really like uh, Synaptic. I think it does a good job. And and when I compare the two, um, with you know how you install something on a Windows-based uh, uh, operating system compared to a Debian-based system, uh, De- Debs are just, in my opinion, so much more efficient. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the Deb packages, of course, uh, install only the package that's necessary, and any dependencies um other software that the package you're installing depends on that's a dependency um it'll install those if you don't already have them if you do have them it's not going to install them it's going to use the copy you already have unlike what windows does which is it packages everything together into a single installer another thing that i've started to use which is similar to the way that microsoft packages things uh, in but in Linux is the um, the snap packages, uh, and I actually tried out Flatpak recently. So uh, the reason that I got started on this is that Ubuntu Mate has snap package compatibility built in, and oh. so to do an installation of a snap package is just as easy as using apt. It's command line, but it's the same format. It's uh, sudo in snap and then the package name or sudo snap install uh, the package name. So um, the packages that I've installed as snap packages are Discord, Slack, Ubuntu Mate Welcome, which actually comes pre-installed as a snap package, and GIMP uh, and anything sure. else that they have uh, um, installed uh, by default. And the reason I installed the GIMP snap package is because GIMP recently released an update to the GIMP software. Nice new interface, high DPI compatibility. And the version that's in the Ubuntu repositories is the prior version. Uh, but in the snap package, it's got the most recent version available. So that's why awesome. I installed that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And cool. With the snap packages, you can have multiple uh, um, versions of the same package installed and use them independently of one another. Not that I do that, but you could if you wanted to. That's, so, that's a pretty cool. Yeah. So like if you that. need an old version for one thing and a newer version for something else, you can do that. Cool. Interesting. Yep. So that's the long answer to your short question. <laughs> <laughs> But it was right. good. It was good information. I did not yeah. know about that. That you could uh, have two different versions. That's that's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Uh, uh, pretty cool. Yep. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk about Deb packages in a little more detail. Uh, so we'll look at the anatomy of a Deb package using the AR command. Any Deb package can be used, but in Ken's testing, Ubuntu 16.04 packages were used, and the curl, C-U-R-L, package downloaded from packages.ubuntu.com was used as well. Curl is a command line tool to download files from a server using various protocols. To view the contents of a Deb package, issue the AR command with a T option. So it's AR space T space package name dot deb is the way that would be. Uh, three items will be displayed. Debian 
dash-binary, which is a text file that displays a version of the deb file used, control.tar.gz, that contains all of the metafile information used by package managers and may also include install and remove scripts. data.tar.xz or data.tar.bz2, that contains all the package files including executable binaries and documentation. Um, if that wasn't technical enough, let's do a little bit more in the technical area. In the testing example of the curl command line tool package, the version of deb file was 2.0. Using the tar utility to extract the control.tar.gz archive, there were two files, the md5sum hashes and the control file. The control file, which is a plain text file, contains information like the package name, version, maintainer email address, web page, package dependency, the installed size, a description of the command, and more. While not included in the curl package, other control.tar.gz files can contain post-install and post-remove scripts. Continuing on, the package had a data.tar.xz archive. XZ is a general-purpose data compression tool, so using the unxz command, will extract the data from the archive, and then the tar command was used to extract the contents. Some of what the archive contained was an executable binary, man page for the command, the tar files for changelog news, and copyright information. So, uh, Ken did a good job of uh, examining curl as a as a package and yeah it's uh hmm, interesting all the information that's contained in a deb package wow is it bad that i'm actually learning something today <laughs> wow <laughs> now, this is cool. okay this is cool <laughs> yes and, yes he yeah. did a good job the dpkg command line utility is used to handle the deb packages dpkg can install get information, and remove deb packages that are already downloaded to a system. Some packages require other packages in order to function. In Debian-based systems, packages can depend upon, recommend, or suggest other packages. DPKG will not install dependent packages and will fail if dependencies are not met. While somewhat limited in what it can do, DPKG is a useful tool on its own. Note that some of the commands that, that follow will require use of sudo to precede the command or the user must be logged in as the root user, depending on your distribution security policies. A Debian-based package must already be downloaded to a system for installation. The command line to install a package with the dpkg tool is as follows dpkg space dash i space package name dot deb to remove a package the dash r option to the dpkg command is used for example dpkg space dash r space package name while the package will be removed, not all related files to the package are removed. The configuration files, maintainer scripts, log files, 
and Others Remain. To eliminate the remaining files, the Purge option is an alternative to Remove. DPKG space dash capital P space package name. There are other options to get information on a package and query the DPKG database that is located in slash VAR slash LIB slash DPKG. To display the packages the DPKG knows about and are installed, the command is DPKG L. All right, let's move on to the advanced package tool. That's APT. <laughs> That's what it stands for. All right. APT is an extensive project to manage and install software. Um, I'm just going to call it apt from now on. Apt simplifies the process of retrieving, installing, and configuring software. Apt-get is the first front end of the project, and apt is the second command line-based front end that overcomes some design mistakes of apt-get. So if you've ever wondered why on Ubuntu distributions they have switched from apt-get to simply apt in their command lines, that's it. It's the second huh. generation of command line. Cool. Linux software is located in online archives, commonly known as repositories. Linux distributions have the repositories configured by default on installation, some with the option of selecting mirrors that are close to where the computer is geographically located. Repositories of a distribution are a secure way of installing software that has been thoroughly tested by the distribution. With the apt command, software can simply be installed or removed with the commands apt install package name and apt remove package name, respectively. Apt will automatically download and install the software and dependencies from the distribution's repositories. Removing a software package will also remove the dependencies that are no longer used by any other software package. Similar to the dpkg command, apt purge package name will do a complete removal of the package, including configuration files. Proper Linux system maintenance includes keeping systems up to date with the latest security fixes. The command used to update the package index file from their sources to make sure you're getting the most recent version of these packages is apt update to install the newest versions of packages installed on the system. The command used is apt upgrade. So usually you see this published as apt uh, update followed by apt upgrade in quick sequence. Use them, use them together. Packages installed with available updated packages are then retrieved from repositories and upgraded. Apt also has the ability to upgrade a distribution to a newer version using the apt space full dash upgrade command. This command may remove some obsolete packages as well as install new dependencies. Users of the apt-get style command will use this, apt-get space dist-upgrade. Users of the apt-get style command will use apt-get space dist-upgrade, distribution upgrade instead of full upgrade. Apt saves downloaded packages in a cache located in slash var slash cache slash apt slash archives. 
There are also configuration files located in slash etsy slash apt. Most notable, the configuration file sources.list contains locations of the repositories where the software is retrieved from. Custom repositories, for example, the Google Chrome repository, can be put in the slash etsy slash apt slash sources.d subdirectory. One nice feature of apt is the ability to pin a software package version to prevent upgrading of software that conflicts with other software or software that has not been fully tested. The feature is called apt pinning and will force a version of the software package you define without upgrading. So put simply, all of that means uh, there's a lot of flexibility in the apt tool and it gives you the ability to keep your software updated, upgrade any packages, and when it's time to upgrade to a new version of the distribution, you can do apt full-upgrade, or you can do apt-get dist-upgrade, and do that upgrade with the command line. The next one we're going to talk about is aptitude. Aptitude is a full-featured package manager based on the apt package management infrastructure. In command line mode, aptitude functions similar to apt. To upgrade package lists, the command line format is aptitude update. To upgrade as many packages as possible without removing existing packages, issue the command aptitude space safe dash upgrade. To install remove or upgrade a package, follow aptitude with install, remove, or upgrade, and the package name respectively. Aptitude in interactive mode is started simply by typing aptitude in a terminal session. The apt cache is read, and then the main aptitude screen is displayed. The screen is divided into several regions. There is a menu bar at the top that can be accessed by a mouse if supported in the terminal program used. You can also select the menu by holding the control key and pressing the T key. The space below the menu displays all available packages and package groups and below the descriptions of the packages. When using Aptitude in interactive mode, it can be used to browse the list of installed and available software packages, look up information on packages, and most importantly, to install or remove software packages. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you learn something every day. <laughs> I do. Uh, I learned quite a bit about the uh, the app. That's that's. Uh, I just took it for yeah. granted because it always worked. <laughs> <laughs> right. And aptitude, I learned that there's a graphical mode. I have never used the graphical mode. I've always used it as a <laughs> command line command. So uh, learn something new. So let's move on to a brief description of Synaptic. Synaptic is a graphical package manager that features an efficient interface based on GTK+, a cross-platform toolkit for creating graphical user interfaces. Synaptic's use of filters allows quick access to available package, installable packages, upgradable packages, etc. A feature of Synaptic is that selected operations are not performed immediately, but they're put in a task list that is started by clicking a button. What aptitude is for the terminal, Synaptic is 
for a graphical desktop, having many of the same features for software packages. And as Ken mentioned, Synaptic is based on and uses the apt-get utility in the background. Okay. And he just put in something just for fun. To display an Easter egg with apt, type the command apt-moo. And a rendering of a cow will display with a message. <laughs> While doing the same with aptitude, you will get the message. There are no Easter eggs in this program. <laughs> However, <laughs> persistence pays off when you type the command aptitude-v moo. Then continue appending with the letter V subsequent times up to six for a wild Easter egg ride. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I just went into the terminal and typed apt space moo, got the little cow, and it says, have you mooed today? Have <laughs> <laughs> you mooed today? Uh, the answer to the question, have you mooed today, is yes, because I just <laughs> moo. All right. Okay, well, Ken, you did a fantastic job uh, yeah, really good. summarizing all this stuff. Uh, I know some of it was a little bit technical, but for those of our audience that are a little bit technical, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, listening to this episode. For those that are not quite so technical, just skip over those bits. There's a lot of good yeah. information in here. <laughs> and again, thanks, Ken, for, for writing all this up and doing the research and making sure that it was accurate and uh, great stuff. Yeah, and uh, I have to say, I actually learned something of, about that today, and not, I feel ashamed, but <laughs> great job. Really yeah. good job. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was well put together and very easy to read and uh, understand. Uh, yeah. Thanks again. So if any others of our um, minions in our minion network want to contribute an episode, as Ken has done, just uh, send them into uh, our email address goinglinux at gmail.com uh, and we'll take a look at that. We have one more in the hopper that we can make into an episode. It was actually contributed prior to Ken's so we'll, we'll get that done. It's still there for the person who submitted it. We're still looking at it and uh, it's a little different than this one and it's going to take a little bit more work to put it into an episode but we'll get there. We'll definitely get there and um yeah, so uh, I also got an email from someone uh, just this uh, week uh, suggesting that uh, he didn't know whether he was a minion or not. Um, so uh, for those of you who are wondering, if you are listening to this podcast or you have been on the Going Linux website or you've been on our Google Plus channel whether you've contributed anything or just listened you are a minion you're a member of our minion Aren't network, you a minion? for sure yes <laughs> uh there you go okay so uh so what you're trying to say is anybody that's listened contributed not contributed everybody's a minion but yep. just just a, a qualifier here uh, anybody that submits uh an episode and we use it we have to promote them to at least uh, author minion. Yes. Okay. Because yep. uh, yeah, they take a lot of work. And uh, and uh, if you submit 12 – no, just kidding. Uh, no. If, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, I'm trying to get all the work done for us. But no, seriously, uh, everybody's a minion. We're all minions. 
How did that yeah. minion thing start? Oh, that started with me. Never mind. <laughs> yes, you're you're responsible, Bill. Wait a minute. All you're right. the one that you're the one that said it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think so. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I, <clears throat> wrapping up in our next episode, we will have a listener feedback episode, and I am always amazed that every other episode of this podcast starting almost all the way back to the beginning, we have had a enough emails every month to have a full episode of nothing but emails every single month. So listener feedback um, is the next episode. And until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux Podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.